Hey, guys. Um, oh, uh, if you don't know who I am, I'm not. I, I'm Riley. Yes, hi. Hello. Um, if that still means nothing to you, I'm Sydney's little sister. I do still buffering also. And yeah, if that also means nothing to you, I used to introduce these shows before someone else came along. I also live here, so I feel like qualified to do that. I am Charlie McElroy, daughter of Sydney and Justin. And this is Solben. A marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host Justin Tyler McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Uh, okay, okay, we get it. All right, city rules. <laughs> um, so hello and. Okay, get it out of your system. Sheesh. Um, welcome to, uh, hello, Washington, D.C., and welcome to a very special part three of our three-part live series of Sawbones. Uh, and it is all about, as you probably guessed, from our costumes, Cybermen. No, it's no. about... <laughs> Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I know, I know, you're probably wondering, why are, why are they in costume? That's not typically Sawbones, but it's been a long year, y'all. <laughs> and uh, it's been longer since I've been on tour. Yeah. This sin- is the first... Uh, this is Sydney's first tour since March of 2020. <laughs> so so some, some things have happened. <laughs> Changes have been made. And we only dress as pirates now all uh-huh. the time. And now... We are cosplaying as characters from Our Flag Means Death, 24-7. <laughs> oh, thanks to uh, my costume was made by Julie and Alex Bean, some dear friends that are very talented. So thank you to them. And likewise, my costume was made by my sibling, Taylor Smurl. So, so thanks to them. Thank you, Taylor. So pirate medicine. So far, we've covered uh, some general pirate medicine. We did pirate burns. Last night, you'll be able to hear this at some point. And what, what about tonight, Sid? How are we bringing it home for piracy? Oh, it's, uh, it's so gross. Um, oh, no. So Not for... too late to leave. <laughs> Go on. So just to kind of give you a general overview, what we've been talking about is the fact that if you were at, at sea on, on board a ship for many days, you had little access to medical care. And if you were lucky, especially as a pirate, if you were lucky, you had maybe stolen or held hostages to get a medicine chest or two. And if you were super lucky, you'd stolen a surgeon somewhere along the way. 
one of the rare surgeons that actually knew what they were doing because that it got uh, the the uh, qualifications got a little bit sketchy as the uh, the crowd wore thin. And since you were just stealing them, you couldn't really argue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, I want a refund. Well, we'd like a better one. Well, like, you you killed the other one. You, so. you kidnapped him. Yeah. Um, and so a common problem out at sea that you may encounter as a pirate, and then hopefully you had somebody to help you with was the flux. And I would like to focus on the flux in this episode. Justin, do you know what a flux is? Yes, it is a tool that you use in your DeLorean to get it up. No, not a flux capacitor. Flux is, you said it's gross. Flux, man, I've never heard it called that, but. um, I'll I'll give you a clue. It references a flow of something. I mean, I assumed, yeah, that's definitely what I was, uh, is it peeing? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little mm-hmm. too easy. Is it poop and sin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the flux, the flux was the word you'd use for some sort of diarrhea that has occurred. There were multiple types uh, that we'll get into. <laughs> um, I'd rather not get the, into them. The causes. Uh, no matter what the type, I'm fine out here. Thank you so much. The causes were varied, or at least what we thought to be the causes, and the treatments were stranger. Uh, The worst, and we'll get to it, is the bloody flux. Hard. Pass. Hard. Pass. So, flux was noted, I mean, anybody could get diarrhea, right? (laughs) That's the... Fine. <laughs> An adage that is true today. <laughs> I feel like some people, a lot of people actually, it sounded like we're like, I got to get this off my chest. Yes, I've had diarrhea. <laughs> I'm so happy to finally admit it. I was asked that once in medical school. One time a professor was like, Have you ever had diarrhea? If, no, like if anyone in this room who has periods has ever had diarrhea with their period, raise their hand. I still remember all of us sitting there like, uh, is this okay? <laughs> Can you ask us this? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, so <laughs> a lot of people have always had diarrhea. Um, out at sea, <laughs> it was <laughs> arguably Wait, more a common. a lot of people have always had diarrhea? <laughs> or throughout history, all people have... Al- <laughs> at varying times had <laughs> diarrhea? Is that what we're... The, well, and it may How's be... your week been? Uh, much like the other weeks, and every yeah. week in the future, <laughs> and every week before now, extremely bad. Um, what'd you do? Yes, yeah, stayed home again. Yep, stayed home, stayed home, stayed home, stayed home. Yep, 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 yep. And it may be that it was called to the attention more often of those at sea because it was, a, you know, a big bummer to have when you're stuck on a ship. And there weren't a lot of treatments or, like, even toilets really available to you. And, so, and it's got to be a little bit like, man, I wish Grover was here to help with the mast. That guy is always gone. These ropes are so heavy. Where is he? We have to turn that big wheel in the middle. <laughs> there was one, uh, one sea surgeon. One, and then these were usually barber surgeons is who went to sea. And you would get that position after you did an apprenticeship for, like, six or seven years. And you would start early. Like, you started at the age of 12 or 13 you did your apprenticeship, and then you would 
be a surgeon and go to sea. And if you're like John Woodall, write a book called The Surgeon's Mate and tell everybody what to do. And he noted that, um, to, to talk about fluxes at sea, among other things are needful of instruments for poor seamen and fluxes, never being unfurnished in the ship of one or two close stools with doors to them. So these would be like little, close stools were these little like stools, they're like little potty seats. Oh, stools. Okay. Yeah. They're All like right. little. They're, that makes sense. So you more get sense. these little potty seats, and okay. you open up the top. And, you know, you can figure the rest out. Um, and brass pails that poor miserable men in their weakness may be eased thereon, and not constrained to go to either the beakhead or shrouds, for that not only increaseth the disease, but also causeth the falling down of the arse gut. <laughs> A fearful accident. So, on a ship, there at the it's at the beacon, it's just in there like now. The, Those the words are just ship. in there now, and that's where they are. The if they're in there. At the front of the ship, there were like these uh, rectangular wooden tubes <laughs> that you could sit on. And again, you can figure that out. Um, but if you had really bad diarrhea, that would be really hard to go back and forth to not, these all the time. It's not that hard. It's. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's if diarrhea. You, um, the so is the tube that went to the sea. Yeah, you just poop went, in the tube and it goes to the sea, just yeah. like on a cruise ship. <laughs> I don't think that's not how that works, right? Uh, that the captain insists that it's not how it works, and I don't know what he's covering up. Still, I've been on a couple, and there's just no way the poop doesn't go in the ocean. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Of course, it goes in the ocean. You're lying to yourself. The problem on board a ship is that when one person got diarrhea quite often, a lot of people get diarrhea. This is true today. <laughs> we know this to be true. You're stuck close together. There was one account of this from a privateer who, who wrote about this and said um, they left what, what, what is now Cabo San Lucas. Mm -hmm. And uh, in September of 1721, a fortnight after my people, who had hitherto enjoyed an uninterrupted state of health, began to be afflicted with a sickness which particularly affected the stomachs. Uh, he thought it was maybe their diet. He said that they were eating quantities of sweetmeats that were continually devouring, and also to our common food, which was puddings made of very coarse flour, sweetmeats, salt water, and dried beef, which was partly destroyed by ants, cockroaches, and vermin. <laughs> so they... What I'm saying will, is they I, had some ideas to why this might happen. It's a, very, it's a very different time because if I have food that has been partially destroyed by vermin, it's been completely destroyed by vermin. As far as, it's not partially. No, but, I don't think so. But they were sweet meats. But if it's sweet meats, well. Sweet meats. There were different types of fluxes that they identified that you could get, which again, like all of this echoes our understanding of different causes of diarrhea today. Um, but at the time there was like regular old diarrhea, which is just like watery and you poop a lot. And then there was what was called the bloody flux or dysentery. And that was the scary one. That was the one that you <laughs> got nervous when it hit the ship. We've all um, played Oregon Trail, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, there was also lienteria, which is basically when the food seems to look pretty much the same when it comes out. <laughs> I don't have a As choice. A you had a choice. I don't have a choice. You had a choice. Um, and so that was a whole other problem that, to be frank, they really didn't know what to do with. 
I mean, we um, are really hungry. I don't... <laughs> just keep going. I'm just saying that, like, not a lot of great pranks at the ocean. And things get boring. And it would just be kind of a good prank. We That's talked all. about pranks on our, on our episode we did last night about burns that you could sustain on a ship. Sometimes you put things that would burn you on someone to try to wake them up. It was kind of like putting their hand in warm water except for pirates. <laughs> anyway, so diarrhea, like regular old diarrhea, just like watery, stomach crampy diarrhea. Um, was Anybody not, not know what diarrhea is? And you, you got a few more on you? <laughs> I mean, it's my job to educate. So it... (laughs) So, okay, as long as it didn't go on for more than seven days, nobody thought it was that big a deal. Like... I can think of one person who (laughs) thought it was a big deal. That person on day six, for sure, for sure thought it was a big deal. Inconvenient, yes. Uh, undesirable, maybe. Not always, though, maybe. because if you remember, at this at this time period in history, and we're really focused on like the golden age of piracy. So we're talking about like the mid to late 1600s into like the mid 1700s, sort of that era. The the humoral system of medicine, meaning that we have four humors in our body that we have to keep in balance all the time for good health, that was still very much the dominant theory. And one of the ways that we commonly treated people was to get rid of a humor that we thought you had too much of by making you poop a lot. So a lot of people would look at diarrhea, especially like surgeons, and say, nah, you probably just need it. This is probably, like, they had good diarrhea and bad diarrhea. And good diarrhea was like, listen, you've got some sort of sharp humor in you from something you ate, and you're going to poop it out, and you'll be fine. And then bad diarrhea is when it goes on for longer than seven days, and they're like, okay, actually, no, this is not good. (laughs) This is an imbalance in your blood humor and we're going to do some really you, wild stuff to You fix laugh this. at our pirate friends, but I kind of assume all diarrhea I have is the good kind of diarrhea. Like, I guess I need this out. Like, I got to trust my body. My, bo- my body knows if I need this out, and I wish it, I don't approve of its methods. For <laughs> sure. For sure. I wish there was another way, but I assume if there was another way, body would have done it. And there's not. Well, one thing I love about medical history is that, like, there there are grains of truth in this, right? Like, there are times grains where of we, other stuff I where mean, we don't <laughs> corn for sure. There, there are infections where we don't want to just like no, just plug you up. You know, we want to treat you, and so like there were we didn't know what we were doing yet, but like <laughs> we were figuring it out. Um, the color of diarrhea was very important in diagnosing the patient. Um, egg yolk yellow. <laughs> this is actually egg yolk yellow and green were bad. Um, saffron was worse. <laughs> it's very attractive too. Like, would you say it's more of an egg yolk yellow or a saffron? <laughs> um, and then rusty green was even worse than that. If you had to have something reddish in there, it was better for it to look like the lees. This is how it was described. The lees of wine, which would be like after you made wine, that sort of reddish, purplish, like leftover yeasty bit that was in there. 
<laughs> like somebody described it that way. Like that's better than if it's black. If the school what is black, one, that's not a good sign. What a relatable frame of reference for everyone. <laughs> well, they're pirates. They're drinking. They're not making wine out there, right, though? They might be. I don't know. I, I tried to make wine once. How'd it go? It went, it was poorly. We, we put it in a bottle and then, like, all the stuff, and then we put a condom on the top because you have to, I don't know what we this were thinking. This before anyway, she knew the, about science, to be fair. The condom expanded <laughs> with carbon dioxide and then exploded, and that was... We did not get our damage deposit back is the end of that story. Uh, now, like I said, there was lionteria, which was very different. It was basically the food comes out the same way that it goes in. In case you've somehow um, forgotten the, la- in the last they, three minutes, let's revisit the idea. They would, they would note that this was usually accompanied by a loss of flesh, which is just a really gross way of saying a loss of weight. <laughs> right? Like, loss of weight is better than loss of flesh. Come on. Um, and this was blamed on, I, I appreciated this description. It was blamed on something called Kyle, which is, <laughs> no, not, not that Kyle, that not the guy. name, not the name, C-H-Y-L, not the name Kyle, uh, which is a milky fluid that's made of lymph and emulsified fat. And basically they would be like, well, if it gets really gross and corrupted and there's not enough fluid in it, then it is driven along the cavity of the guts till it is entirely thrown out of the body by the anus. <laughs> Which, I like the agency that the anus is given in this. All right, you. You've gone quite enough. Throw it out of the body by the anus. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky 
podcasting superstar? I don't think I was going Squarespace, to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Uh, dysentery, of course, the bloody flux was the most feared. You get fevers, you get chills, you get cramps. Obviously, there's blood. Um, it was considered bad if it, if it progressed to just, like, just blood. Then they were like, well, <laughs> we don't know. That was too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they had, like, descriptions of, like, did you see the blood on the side of the stool, on the front of the stool, just sort of sitting on the stool? Oh, no, it just came out. Oh, that's bad. Um, Diet was blamed a lot, and and probably not unfairly, right? Like, there probably were a lot of it times sounded where... sounded bad. It sounded really bad. Something you ate was responsible for your diarrhea. Um, sometimes it was just you ate something new while traveling, which could have been right. Hey, that one, uh, that one I can vouch for. <laughs> it's been a long few days. There were some very specific theories about foods that made you stop sweating, Bear with me. I know this sounds weird. So it was thought that certain foods would make you sweat less. And when you ate the foods and you sweat less, then sweat sort of builds up in your body, and it's got to come out somewhere. So if you eat the foods that stop sweating, you, you get where I'm going with this. So specifically, mushrooms and pork make you sweat less. And if you eat them, you'll get diarrhea because now you're not sweating enough, and so the you get sweat comes out your butt. Yes. Okay. You get sweat diarrhea. Sweat diarrhea. There's another one that's just in my head now. <laughs> that's where I keep pictures of my kids. You know, memories and stuff. 
it's the same brain that has to now have sweat diarrhea up there forever. This was, and this was, like I said, this was a common theory because in that same line, they thought cold air could cause diarrhea because cold air would tighten your pores. And again, you can't sweat. And so if you can't sweat, the sweat's got to go somewhere. There is, and this is why I have an entire book written about like the science of sweat is because people were really obsessed with sweat for a while. Um, another cause that people pinned it on were like, if you eat uncooked fruits or veggies, which again was probably fair. I heard in a someone lot of in cases. the audience quietly say, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> you can, it's okay. Well, I mean, again, like that's the fun thing about looking through this this kind of history is like there are moments where they're like, yeah, that's spot on. I get yeah. I get why you got diarrhea right from that. through, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like if you had asked me in the future now, like Sydney, will I get diarrhea? I would have said yes. Wash that off first, <laughs> but you didn't, and you got diarrhea. Um, but the thing is, anytime that one thing was blamed, like cold air gives you diarrhea, then they would. Like, also, somebody would be like, well, no, it's really hot air. And somebody's <laughs> like, well, it's when it's dry. And somebody else is like, no, nah, it's when it's damp. And someone's like, no, nah, it's just any change in the weather. The problem is the air. <laughs> We've got to get rid of this air to cure our diarrhea. Because humors were often to blame at this time in medical history, um, yellow bile was the bad one when it came to diarrhea. There was always, like, something. Like, when it came to a burn, we blamed blood. That was the humor that was to blame in, in burns. When it came to diarrhea, the humor we blamed was yellow bile. Like, you just have a lot of it. Or um, your stomach is just too weak. That was also blamed. But again, in some cases, the thought was like, you know, if... If you have too much blood, a bloody flux could be desirable. Specifically, this was after an amputation was performed. So the thought process was that, let's say someone has a wound, we don't know how to fix it, a surgeon amputates. Now you have all this extra blood just floating around in you. Yes, yes, yes. And it's gotta come out. And we know if we let it come out the place where we amputated, things don't go well. So we got to be another hole. (laughs) I mean, I don't like the blood coming out here, but it's better than the other holes, right? (laughs) Someone please. So it was thought to be a therapeutic sort of dysentery at that point. Thank you. Therapeutic dysentery. Therapeutic. Thank you. Did you say therapeutic? Sydney, gross. Um, my favorite reason for diarrhea of the time stop, was... Stop, 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 You can't just say my favorite reason for diarrhea of the time. <laughs> I'm just really glad we're married. Go it ahead. Was, it was iatrogenic, which means we caused it. Um, a, a lot of times the medicines that we would treat patients with at this point in history would, would like... We were looking for them to do something. We didn't... If it was doing something inside you that we couldn't see... It, it wasn't doing anything because we couldn't see it. So we were looking for an effect. So either it made you puke or it made you pee or it made you have diarrhea. So we gave lots of medicines that would, you know, be laxatives that would make you have diarrhea. And then sometimes we went too far. And so that was a really common cause of diarrhea on board was like you went to see the barber surgeon for like a cut 
and they gave you a laxative and now you can't stop pooping. <laughs> so how did we treat it? So <laughs> the general overview, if you're, if you're on a ship and you're facing a flux, what, what are we gonna do about it? So first of all, we need to uh, cast out the humors that are causing it. So we need to get rid of the bad humors. That's the first thing that you're gonna try to do. Um, then we're going to try to fix what's wrong with your blood. So the bad humors have to go, the good blood is a good humor, but there's something wrong with it, we gotta fix that. Um, then we have to heal whatever is wrong with your stomach or intestines or both. Um, and then finally, we're gonna strengthen everything. We're gonna fortify the heart and the liver and the, with, with the kinds of medicines, I mean, you think like Mary Poppins giving the kids medicines to make them strong? Have you ever thought about that? She just gives them medicine like, this will make you strong. Take your medicine. Like, what's in that? Cocaine. I mean, we all assume it's cocaine, right? It's definitely cocaine. Folks, she gives this kid, she gives this kid some of this medicine to make him strong, and then he's on the ceiling with his uncle. <laughs> And in a cartoon. So, pretty good stuff, Mary. Thank you. That's why she always lied to the dad. She's like, I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> I do not know what your kids are talking about. We went to see Super Pets at the movies. <laughs> then we came back. So how do we get out bad humors? The number one way that you need to get rid of humors is bleeding. This has been used throughout history. If we've got to get rid of a bad humor, we just cut somebody and we bleed them, and then we can get rid of it. Um, now, you'd think like, well, but not when you're having bloody diarrhea, right? Like, certainly you're not going to bleed somebody if they're bleeding. Nope, you'd be wrong. <laughs> That's the number one time you want to bleed somebody is if they're already <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> Yes. Because if you bleed them enough from somewhere else, there's nothing left to come out of their butt. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not real. Like, it was, it was a real theory. <laughs> um, it, it, it strains credulity that no one was like, this doesn't really make sense, does it? Like, I feel like this just feels wrong. Um, you could use enemas which again seems like questionable considering yeah. the situation, but enemas of egg yolks, uh, sugar, milk, <laughs> suet, you would like mix it all together and warm it with like hot pebbles. You would like, like pebbles hot and then throw those in there and warm it all up. You could throw something in there that was considered medicinal like St. John's wort. <laughs> nice. That's a way you could administer that or wormwood was a common thing and you just like give them an enema and then hope that everything that comes out is the last of it. <laughs> that will be done. Um, there were certain foods that were recommended, like plantains were commonly recommended, and I thought, like, I don't know. I mean, bananas constipated our kids, so... Maybe plantains. I don't know, maybe. Guava, eggs, acorns, those were all common foods, like, if you could get them. And a lot of it is, you're at sea, so it's like, where are we? What do they have? That probably works. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try that. That worked one time. You could also fumigate your butt. So <laughs> it's, it's sort of like <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow wants you to do with your vagina, <laughs> except... <laughs> your butt? <laughs> it's like it in the sense that it also doesn't do anything. Um, it's unlike it <laughs> in the sense that it's your rectum. And you would like 
get one of those little stools with a hole in the top and like put some hot coals and some like vinegar and brandy in there. And then just like let the fumes. It's a little, a little sweat lodge for yeah, your butthole. For your butt. Um, they a little, recommended. A sauna. So exercise is recommended for so many things, and so often it's not going to do anything for that thing. In this case, exercise would be recommended for a flux, and specifically horseback riding. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking if you're at sea. <laughs> Why would you tell people to ride a horse? And then also, even if you're not at sea, if you have diarrhea. <laughs> the last thing like I want to do. Like the last thing you want to do. For sure. It feels like really high risk, right? Yeah. There were lots of medicines that were prescribed for fluxes, and they were kind of like in different categories. There were like antidotes, like things that were supposed to stop it, like treckle was a common thing. Like mm. if you just give people this, it'll stop it. There were things that would just stop like the pain, like opium. Um, there were astringents <laughs> like frankincense or rose or nutmeg or pomegranate. Those were all thought to be useful. Um, there were things like sea buckthorn, which were cathartics, which were just like make you poop more. Great. Like, just get it all out. Just, just get, just it, get over it over with. with. Let's, let's speed up the process. There were cordials, which is more like the Mary Poppins medicine we're talking about. <laughs> like, alcohol-based things with, like, or, like, absinthe was a common cordial mm. you could take. And basically, it was like, this will make you feel really strong. <laughs> <laughs> which I can kind of see, like, if you took that alcohol, you'd kind of be like, I can get through this. <laughs> hey, yeah, this isn't going to beat me. I feel so much stronger now. <laughs> Um, there were also, like, again, medicines that were thought to make you sweat. Diaphoretics were common because if you sweat, it won't come out your butt. This was this really, like, threw off medical science for a while. All these people who were like, we don't know the connection between sweating and pooping, but, <laughs> but something we're there. Gonna, we're going to figure this out. Um, and then there were things that would make you throw up. That was the other thing, like, well, if we make it come out the other end, will it stop coming out the bottom? There was one specific cure called crocus martis which is, it's essentially rust water. You would put iron filings in like pee and then let them rust for a while and then collect the rust. Why? And drink it. No. And it didn't, I mean, I have to assume it didn't do anything. Um, there's oh, no evidence. I have no something evidence. Happened. I have no studies <laughs> that tell me. Um, I do want to tell you before we're done, one of my favorite treatments for the flux, William Cockburn, who was a sea surgeon, <laughs> who, come on, guys. <laughs> it's just his name. <laughs> and this is me saying it. You're better than this. <laughs> he, he wrote a ton, a lot of the information we have about, that's the great thing about, like, reading about pirate medicine and medicine at sea, is, like, all these surgeons would, like, take care of people and then write tons about it and we have all these recorded histories of the stuff they did that was weird or wrong or right or whatever um, and he wrote about a flux cure that he came up with and this would not have been uncommon for a surgeon or a doctor to come up with their own sort of like patented medicine that may or may not do anything um, that they would like promote to people and usually use testimonials to tell people about so what he said is uh, he came up with a cure to put an end to the practice of this kind of a diarrhea I am fully persuaded that my medicine is an absolute cure for all those cases 
if it is administered when the sick are left with a possibility of retrieving their ruined strength. So this was a big, he was really all in um, for this medication that he invented. Uh, he promoted the heck out of it. He did a study. He actually, there was like a case on board a ship where a bunch of people had diarrhea. They had some sort of like flu-like kind of thing, viral illness, and then they were also having diarrhea. And he gave it to everybody and their diarrhea went away. But it, again, with a lot of things, the diarrhea does go away. So anyway, he thought he was onto something. Um, so he got a great testimonial out of this. Uh, there's one letter where he gives an account of men that were cured by fluxes, um, and he adds an observation that he says, um, there was one guy in particular that when he saw him, he was lying abed so weak that he was not able to help himself any manner of way. He told me that he had 100 stools and 60 vomits in 48 hours. So that's like a bad case. His pulse was low. He gave him some cordial, of course. That's what Mary Poppins would do. And then he gave him some of his electuary, some of his special patent medicine for fluxes. And he was so thoroughly cured in seven days that he was able to walk about and visit Brazil. Wow. So he saved his life. That's amazing. So you're wondering, like, what was in this medicine? And it took us a long time to try to figure out what was in his special electuary. And uh, it was opium. But. There you go. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Thanks to the it taxpayers. <laughs> the use of their song Medicines is the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to Riley and Charlie. Thanks to Amanda and Paul and Sarah and everybody. Um, make sure you buy a poster because we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, it'll be my brother, my brother, me. So use the potty, buy a poster. We'll see you real soon. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.